fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. Several shots were fired as President Kennedy's motorcade passed through downtown Dallas. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our world. This is just a thing, please. Oh, you're coming out of Welcome to the Hagman Daily Show, weekdays 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And now your hosts, Joe Hagman and John Robertson. Hello and welcome to this Thursday, July 5th, 2018 edition of the Hagman Daily Show. So happy to be here today. We had a, uh, uh, a nice break and it seemed like it went by so fast. We did not do shows Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. And so we had Saturday, Sunday, then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that time, literally, in the blink of an eye, flew by. It, it felt like it did a normal weekend. Uh, you know, usually when you we take breaks from, from work, uh, which, which is not often. We don't take breaks that, that often. I think the last time we took a five-day break was over Christmas. And that's when we got, you know, 80 inches of snow in uh, a matter of days and uh it was it was really bad you couldn't even travel so uh but usually after five days you know you you, you want to get back into it you want to jump right back in and and uh you know re-energized and and go but i'm telling you this did not feel like five days this literally felt like a weekend and maybe one extra day on top of that but i hope everybody had a great july 4th i hope everybody had a great week so far uh, I know here we did uh, got to do some barbecue and hung out with John over the over the uh, break and we we did a lot of things went to see uh, some fireworks on uh, the third of July that they do here in Erie Pennsylvania where they over the uh, the bay they light off uh, tons of fireworks so we went down to see that and that was pretty cool my wife and I so uh, we did have a lot of fun but there's a lot of news to get into today my goodness uh, you know July fourth you'd think July fourth was uh, Hate America Day, according to some of these headlines. I mean, just look at what's going on uh, on some of these headlines that we got here. The left celebrates 4th of July by denouncing the First Amendment. We're going to get into that more also. Facebook flags Declaration of Independence as hate speech. No, I did not make that up. Facebook flagged a post of the Declaration of Independence as hate speech. Also, in other news that's really unfortunate, and, and a man, a person who, who allegedly is a man, I, in my book, not a man, he's a coward, and, uh, and worse than that, but there's this top headline up on Drudge video, teen attacked at Whataburger for wearing Make America Great Again hat by what? By a man. Uh, it says the following here. And you can watch the video if you want to. Police are investigating after a teen says he was verbally attacked and assaulted at a Whataburger for wearing a Make America Great Again hat. In the video, you can see a man throw a drink at the 16-year-old 
Hunter Richards' face before leaving the restaurant with his hat. Hunter said some of his hair was pulled during the assault. I support my president, and if you don't, if you don't, let's have a conversation about it instead of ripping my hat off. I just think. It goes on to say, I just think a conversation about politics is more productive for the entire whole rather than taking my hat yelling subjective words to me, he said. So just unbelievable stuff here where you have a teenager wearing a hat that's supporting President Trump and he's assaulted for that support. This is how crazy and unhinged the left have become and it's not liberalism it's not uh the left or democrats it is the progressive socialist marxist even nazi mentality and nazi was socialist not uh you know they they use nazi today uh that everyone's a nazi you're a nazi if you support president trump president trump's a nazi well actually hitler and the Nazi party, but that was the national socialist party but anyway uh the man who did assault the teen has been arrested uh, according to a tweet breaking man who assaulted a group of minors who are trump supporters has been arrested uh, update it was told to me last night the man was arrested at 2 a.m only 24 hours after the conflict happened that is from uh at mad clevelander uh, political jeff so apparently they did catch the guy who did that but what an unfortunate way to uh, be treated when you just are wearing a hat that supports your president. And look at James Woods. He was dropped by his agent on July 4th. Yes, dropped by his agent because of his support for President Trump. And this is just another crazy story showing the amount of vitriol and the amount of hate that we see on the left. It's just it's just unbelievable how far they have gone. Uh this is from the rap, and I think is this James Woods who wrote this? Let me open this article up and see. Yeah, uh, this is by John Levine. James Woods dropped by political liberal talent agent on July fourth, according to the actor. And it says James Woods, the Oscar-nominated actor and outspoken Hollywood conservative, said late Wednesday that he has been dropped by his longtime talent agent, Ken Kaplan, over his politics. The news was first revealed by the Emmy-winning actor himself on Twitter, who shared an email he said he received from Kaplan on Wednesday. It's the 4th of July, and I'm feeling patriotic. I don't want to represent you anymore. I mean, I could go on a rant, but you know what I'd say, said Kaplan, who Woods described as a political liberal. Now, this is just, again... The latest example, and we have so many more, so many more examples that we can sit here and talk about today, looking at what happened uh, and has happened over the last few days and how the political rhetoric has continued to increase for the worse. Now, sorry about that as I've been uh, readjusting my microphone. This from the, uh, what is this? The, okay, I clicked on the wrong link. There's a, an article here I got that I want to read. It is uh, CNN host. <laughs> CNN host declares national emergency. And this is a very interesting news piece from CNS News, for also uh, Newsbusters. And uh, it says this, July started with a lull. On Monday before Independence Day, the news network morning shows led with the uh, where is that here? Led with the oppressively hot weather, the normal feverish panic about living in Donald Trump's America was missing for a few hours. 
You can count on CNN Reliable Sources host Brian Stelter to stay true to the Trump trashing parade. At the liberal Aspen Ideas Festival, he interviewed Washington Post executive editor Marty Barron. Stelter claimed to speak for the crowd when he began asking, are we living through a national emergency? And if so, how in the heck should journalists be covering it that way? Barron replied that it isn't his place to answer. His newspaper's role is to cover very aggressively the administration as we would cover any other administration, he claimed. We're not in the business of sort of characterizing the era. This is preposterous. The Post greeted the Trump presidency by posting a new motto on the front page each day. Democracy dies in darkness. It sells t-shirts with the motto to other liberals. By contrast, during Obama's presidential transition in 2009, the Post promoted to national editor a journalist who wrote gushy captions for a coffee table book titled Obama, the historic campaign in photographs. Anyways, it goes on to say that most Americans would suggest the Dow Jones average being up 5,000 points since Trump's inauguration and the unemployment rate being at a record 3.8% low is not a national emergency. But then again, most Americans aren't journalists. The silliness continue, continued. Stelter told Barron, the media critique from the left is that this is a crisis and thus journalists have to cover it differently than Bush or Obama or other past presidents. Anyways, he goes on in, in, in usual fashion, as you hear over the last few days, Chris Matthews and others just act like complete lunatics when talking about the state of the country. Now, it is uh, interesting that these people who are the same ones who are calling the Supreme Court pick that's coming up by President Trump, they are saying that this is illegal, that this is basically that the president's breaking the law and that Justice Judge Kennedy had uh, 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 has, is in this conspiracy uh, to uh, put the country in a terrible spot by the timing of his retirement and allowing Trump to pick uh, another Supreme Court justice. But the I'm going to play a video here, and this is from Newsbusters. Now, hopefully this will play. Last week I had some trouble playing this, but I think that was related to the Internet issues I was having. But this is uh, an interesting piece. CNN, MSNBC, questionably claim overwhelming for support for Roe v. Wade. Let's see if this plays. Almost 7 in 10 women, according to a new poll, want Roe versus Wade to, to stay intact. What do you say to those women who say, what are you going to do here? How are you going to protect this right? Public opinion polls show that a majority of Americans, Americans, okay, I mean, across, you know, across party lines, look at this. Should the Supreme Court overturn Roe versus Wade, 67%, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation, say no. Only 29% say yes at the moment. So how is it that Congress is so out of step with where Americans are? Well, that's a fair question. If you look at the polling, this is a Kaiser poll, Kaiser Family Foundation. 67% of Americans say no, the Supreme Court should not overturn Roe v. Wade. Only 29% say yes. Roe v. Wade is extremely popular. It polls in the high 60s, and it has for the last like, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. The American public likes the idea of st sticking with this precedent. 
We've heard doesn't want it overturned. You're right. We have that 68 or 70 percent. Yeah, it's actually the poll. The poll's remarkable. The Kaiser Foundation poll that I think believe Errol's referring to 60 only 67 percent of Americans say they do not want Roe to be overturned. It's sedimentary law now. It's 45, 46 years. Uh, The polling on this is typically 55, 45. I think as recently. All right. You get the idea. I'm going to stop it there. But this video you can watch. It's There's another two minutes of it uh, of different news clips on Newsbusters where it talks about they, they all are citing this Kaiser poll. Uh, it was discussed several times on CNN, as you heard, uh, and they continue to say that uh, the American people or, or the Congress is out of touch and that the American people overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly support abortion. And it's absolutely ridiculous because I guarantee if you did a national poll and you asked every single American uh, who was, you know, a voting age to to answer that poll, it would overwhelmingly be that they were against abortion. Abortion is not a popular popular idea. Killing babies in the womb is not something to about, you know fight as like it's a civil right it's unbelievable that these people uh you know the same people who are so uh you know angry and up in arms about the children the poor children that are uh you know being separated from their parents not mentioning the fact that the 10 uh, uh, 12,000 children that came over uh, uh, only 2,000 of those had parents that came with them and the separation of the of the children was part of the Obama immigration policy Trump is not a person who's a just is not supposed to be able to just create laws it's supposed to go through Congress in certain instances you can act via executive order we've seen that with a lot of presidents and we've seen how the executive orders have been abused by a lot of presidents but the laws are created by Congress and the presidential uh, part of that is to sign in new laws that Congress passes that are constitutional and what we have had is this fabricated crisis created by the media to take attention away from the IG report, which still has not been given any due diligence of any kind on any actual media outlets. And many of the alternative media outlets have turned away from it. And it and it's not really their fault, but there's been so much that has gone on just in the last two weeks. But what are we seeing uh, about what's going to be happening? We saw Peter Strauch was testified, I think it was last week, uh, behind closed doors. And he was not under oath. He was behind closed doors. And we we are waiting. Hopefully there will be a, a transcript released from the Congress. Congress is calling for a transcript of that uh, to be released. But Peter Strauch has now been subpoenaed through a congressional subpoena. The chairman of the House Judiciary Committee has subpoenaed FBI agent Peter Strauch to appear at a public hearing July 10th. Virginia Republican Bob Goodlett issued the subpoena to force Strauch to appear before both the House Judiciary and the House Oversight and Government Reform Committees. The hearing will focus on Strauch's work both on the Hillary Clinton email investigation and the investigation into Russian meddling in the 2016 presidential campaign. Now, 
Strauch's attorney, uh, Mr. Goldman, he said on Monday that his client had retracted a previous offer to testify publicly. Goldman cited a closed-door interview on June 27 with House Republicans, uh, Judiciary, and Oversight Committees as evidence that Republicans were setting a trap for the embattled FBI agent. Uh, and it says this. This is what the lawyer said. If you can uh, keep a straight face, I'll try to while reading this. Having... Uh, sharpened their knives behind closed doors, the committee would now like to drag back Special Agent Strauch and have him testify in public, a request that we originally made and the committee denied, Goldman said. What's being asked of Special Agent Strauch is to participate in what anyone can recognize as a trap. And it's it's unbelievable uh, to to sit to to sit here and call him an embattled FBI agent like he is some innocent victim who has been you know used as the scapegoat of, of the face of some uh, you know grand conspiracy against him. His own actions, his own words that have been released through the text messages, his own infidelity, the the, the FBI former FBI agent he was having an affair with, and their text messages uh, known as the Straug page texts show exactly the ideas, the sediments, the planning that went into one exonerating Hillary Clinton, keeping her from any responsibility, uh, making sure that there is no such thing as justice, equal justice under the law, keeping her as she was referred to as the president before the, even the election took place, saying how they were going to not only, uh, you know, how, how bogus it was that she was even under investigation to the fact that they were going to stop Trump, that they had insurance policies, that they made plans to uh, the, these elaborate plans for parties to be able to invite judges or accidentally run into judges who were on the FISA court uh, to talk about stopping him and creating these, these uh, you know, as again, the insurance policies against him, uh, you know, making sure that he would, will he become president? No, he will not become president. None of we have anything to do with it. We will save the country, they said. These people are lunatics. They were abusing their power at the highest levels of the FBI, just as they were on the D. DOJ, and now, because President Trump won, all this information has come out. Not all of it, because we know that the testimony that Rod Rosenstein and Christopher Ray gave Thursday, the day after Strauch testified behind closed doors, uh, that was just a joke. And the attitudes, the smugness, the arrogance of those two people as they testified was appalling. But what we saw is that Congress, after that testimony, voted to have the DOJ and Rosenstein turn over all the documents that they had been stonewalling and, and, and not allowing or not turning over to Congress and investigators for them to review. So I have to look up, and, and I have not done the research into when that information will be turned over to Congress, Congress and if and when it does if it would be made public, but that's something that we're definitely going to look into. But so again, will Peter Strauch testify in a few days in July 10th on July 10th? Will he testify publicly? And if he does testify, what will that mean uh, for him and, and for a legal case? Now, we know what his lawyer said, basically, that this is entrapment and they're, they're setting a trap for him uh, to contradict himself, to, to be held, uh, you know, in charge for perjury. But in reality, we need to know what was said in that 
closed doors testimony. We need to know or need to see publicly him answer that subpoena. And if he does answer the subpoena, if he does show up, is he still going to hide behind that uh, same uh, 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 defense that he does, which is uh, under the advice of counsel, I'm not allowed to answer. Oh, I can't talk about ongoing investigations. Oh, I, you know, I, I plead the fifth. Uh, I plead the fifth. And, and is, it, is that the same thing we're going to see if he does uh, end up testifying? I believe it is so. And that brings me to another point. When are we going to see justice, if ever? You know, we've been promised by a number of people uh, in the alternative media who have said to be in the know. Uh, we have and other people who are, uh, you know, claim to be uh, saviors of our, of our of our planet. And I'm not singling anybody out in particular, but there is this movement that behind the scenes there is, you know, the thousands and tens of thousands of sealed indictments that are ready to come down and 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 you know basically bring down the deep state and all the people uh, need, that are going to be held accountable for all the terrible crimes they've committed and and I would like nothing more uh, than for that to be true but you know the, the biggest trouble we've seen any of these conspirators who had should be tried for treason and sedition the people like James Comey's and Peter Strauch's and Lisa Page's and and uh, all the other ones I mean we, there's there's a laundry list of them and you know we could even include people in the media who have been involved in in these activities these conspiracies perpetrated against President Trump and his supporters in order to undermine him and get him removed from office. We have not seen anything except a few people lose their job and a few people have to testify. There was some criminal complaints or criminal referrals in the IG report, but who has acted on those? What have we seen done? Who has been brought to trial? Who has been, uh, where, where's the justice? We didn't see the equal justice under with, with Hillary Clinton. We know exactly what she did. It was out in the open she admitted it yes she had a private server as head of the state department run out of her house that she used for state department business and that is obviously a huge violation of the law but they let her go all because they thought she was going to become president and it turned out that president trump won and now all the information about not only the cover-up of her crimes but also the conspiracy against president trump has come out and yet we see no justice. Where is Jeff Sessions? Why is he not fighting like a bulldog to call these people and bring them to justice? See, if it were you or me who did anything, let alone, you know, shared and, and uh, illegally handled classified information or conspired against the president with uh, the abusing our authority, we would be thrown in jail for life, if not hung in the public square for treason. But these people don't even get two minutes of airtime about their crimes on the news. The biggest political scandal in, a, in modern American history. And what does the news do? All they do is just rage about Donald Trump and how terrible he is and, and how he's ruining our country and ruining democracy. It's absolutely mind-boggling to think that in this country we are seeing these people who are, who are not being held accountable even though there are, is evidence, plenty of evidence to convict them. And I saw a quote today. I'm going to read this quote, and then we'll move on to a, kind of a different subject or uh, to a few other things that I want to make sure we talk about today. And this is the quote. And hold on while I take a, a sip of coffee. Again, I'm alone today. John uh, had an, an appointment, and he was unable to be here, so that's why I am doing the broadcast solo today. Now, here is the quote. 
and uh, I've never heard of this this lady before, and I have not read this quote before until today, so check this out. Throughout history, it has been the inaction of those who could have acted, the indifference of those who should have known better, the silence of the voice of justice when it mattered most, that has made it possible for evil to triumph. That's by a lady uh, by the name of Haley Salzy, S-A-S-E-L-A-S-S-I-E. And I thought that's so relevant to today, uh, especially the part, the silence of the voice of justice when it mattered most that has made it possible for evil, uh, for evil to triumph. And that is exactly what we are seeing today, exactly what we are going through. Now, uh, another thing I want to talk about real quick, because uh, on Hagman Report, uh, uh, Peter Chalka had done a number of, of pieces, both on Hagman Report and The American Thinker on the immigration protests, the ICE protests, specifically the one in Portland where you had protesters shut down an ICE building and uh, barricade them, you know, basically barricade the door shut. And then you saw a basically a federal raid where they arrested a number of the protesters. And I'm trying to pull up Hagman report on this other computer I got here. So bear with me. But in the meantime, I want to read this article from Twitchy, which is relevant. Uh, Bang up work clowns. This Oakland anti-ice protest took a very awkward turn. Pro tip. If you're going to protest ICE, best not to do it while ICE is executing a search warrant in a human sex trafficking investigation. Uh, there's a, a tweet from Wired Sources, and maybe this video will play. We'll see. I haven't listened to this yet, so but it says the following. Uh, watch. Democrats protest ICE while they bust a human trafficking ring. Let's see if this plays. Um, all right, so here we go. We love our neighbors. They also wrote on the ground with shock saying OPD is a disgrace. They were upset thinking that this was an immigration investigation because Homeland Security was out here. But we just got word from Oakland police that this was, in fact, a federal criminal search warrant executed in connection with human sex trafficking of juveniles right here at the 20 at the 700 block of 27th Street. One person seen covered in a blanket taken away by law enforcement here in Oakland. Neighbors say this was the second person taken away, and they're upset. Hudar Cohen says she woke up to the sounds of a crying baby and law enforcement officers outside this home on the 700 block of 27th Street. I just heard my roommate like racing upstairs and crying and being like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. And um, I came out and all of our housemates got together and we came outside and we saw a bunch of cop cars, a bunch of other cars that are um, apparently like ice cars that, um, and just so many ice agents like coming in um, and entering our neighbor's house. Cohen said no one was being told what was going on except ICE agents did confirm with KPIX-5 that special agents with ICE and Homeland Security were executing a federal search warrant as part of an ongoing criminal investigation. It's been really tough because we don't know what's going on in there. <laughs> All right, so we don't have to listen anymore to that. So there you go. That, that's the, uh, that's the uh, uh, just unbelievable irony uh, and stupidity of these people protesting ICE. Now, they're protesting ICE because ICE, they thought, was enforcing immigration laws, was, was you know, removing illegals uh, because they were illegal. But they were protesting ICE as ICE was in the middle of bringing down a human sex trafficking ring of juveniles. Now, the question really is, though, uh, so as we see and we have seen the left's perversion, uh, 
do will do they really have an issue with this do i mean is there more to this than just you know oops democrats accidentally uh, uh protest uh the ice cracking down on on uh child sex trafficking what if they're really against ice cracking down on child sex sex trafficking basically saying oh no it's their rights it's their rights as uh, illegals to to in, engage in any kind of behavior they want because that's the kind of mentality they really believe and that's what they really uh you know from their own actions they we've seen it so many times remember chris cuomo when he said you're intolerant if you don't want a grown man in the same bathroom as your little daughter i mean these are the same people who uh uh, uh promote or, or write apologi- uh, our apologist for pedophiles. And it's just, it's just crazy. But, um, you know, we talked about July 4th being uh, the celebration of the American independence. And each year we see that, you know, we, we dedicate uh, the, the America that, we ha- that was founded, that has created the most prosperous nation in the history of the world. But I want to talk about the, 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 connection to america and to babylon but we're going to do that on on a different show um i want to read this article we mentioned it earlier facebook flags declaration of independence as hate speech and this is a piece from the washington times in the week of america's independence the algorithms of facebook decided that it was the declaration of independence uh, that it was hate speech the liberty county vindicator a community newspaper between houston and beaumont had been posting the whole declaration in small daily chunks for nine days on its Facebook page in the run-up to July 4th. But the 10th excerpt was not posted Monday as scheduled, and the paper said it received an automated notice saying the post goes against our standards on hate speech. Part of the standard notice vindicator managing editor Casey Stinnett wrote included a warning that the newspaper could lose its Facebook account on which it depends for much of its reach if there were more violations. The offending passage was part of the document's Bill of Particulars against British King George III. He has excited the domestic insurrections among us. He has endeavored to uh, on bringing in the inhabitants of our frontiers the merciless Indian savages whose known rule as warf- of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. That was the uh, post of the, 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 that was labeled hate speech. But look, that's not the issue here. Uh, th- these are our founding documents. The Declaration of Independence is the founding, is the documents that founded the, this country. And, and that, with the Bill of Rights, was ba- was the foundation of all the law and, and everything that we see, all the freedoms we have, the, fr- the freedom of speech, of, of religion, of uh, private property, of the, to travel unmolested, uh, and on and on and on, to, to the, the right of the bare arms, are all tied in, it's all wrapped up into the uh, Declaration of Independence and Bill of Rights. But for Facebook, regardless of what the text said, to label it hate speech is exactly the mentality that we see on the left today. They hate America. They hate the freedoms that America provides. And up on Hagman Report, I posted this on the Federalist. The left celebrates 4th of July by denouncing the First Amendment. The biggest news this week is that the left has officially turned against the First Amendment and freedom of speech. And just in time for the 4th of July, if you're on the right, it is not news that the left wants to shut you up. The only change is that the goal is being announced openly in the leading publications of the mainstream left. 
specifically in a long article in the New York Times warning about how conservatives have weaponized the First Amendment. Weaponized, that's right. They're giving the First Amendment the same treatment they gave the Second. Does free speech seem as scary and dangerous as an AR-15 yet? Question mark. So what's wrong with the First Amendment? It protects people the left doesn't like. No, really, that's the argument. On the final day of the Supreme Court term last week, Judge Elena Kagan sounded an alarm. The court's five conservative members cited the First Amendment had just dealt public employees' unions a devastating blow. The day before, the same majority had used their First Amendment to reject a California law requiring religiously oriented crisis pregnancy centers to provide women with information about abortion, abortions, conservatives said Justice Kagan, who was part of the court's fourth member liberal wing, were weaponizing the First Amendment. So she's saying that because the conservatives cited the First Amendment in these two cases, one being uh, forcing uh, not or reversing the rule that forced everybody to pay union dues, and the second one that the crisis centers, crisis pregnancy centers in California, no longer were forced to read government uh, scripts to the uh, peoples who were the, the women who were they were helping. She sees that as a violation of the First Amendment. The article laments that free speech arguments at the Supreme Court used to mostly protect speech by people on the left. And this is what the article says. Because so many free speech claims in the 1950s and 60s involved anti-obscenity claims or civil rights and anti-Vietnamese war protests, it was easy for the left to sympathize with the speakers or believe that speech in general was harmless. Frederick Saucer, a law professor at the University of Virginia, said, but the claim that speech was harmless or casually inert was never true, even if it has taken recent events to convince the left of that. So now the horror free speech claims are being used to protect Christians and corporations and people who don't like being forced into unions. And how dare anyone stand up for those people? That's what the uh, article on the Federalist said, and and they're right. And and he goes on, and I, I'd like to read the rest of this article, but I don't really want to. It's not boring, but I don't want to read the whole thing. You can go to Hagman Report and or the Federalist and read this, but it, it's the attitude of these people, like J Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who who's basically said, and I got to find the quote, but I'm going to paraphrase that, you know, the Constitution is a living document. The law is what I want it to be. The law is what I will make it uh, or will turn it into or what I allow something along those lines. And it just shows how power hungry these people are and how I mean, we talk about this all the time. And this is a mistake that uh, the the Trump supporters had made, I believe, a, a, a bad mistake when we're talking about the uh, direction of our country and where, where our country's going. Because when we saw Donald Trump get elected, we saw that uh, where we believe that that was going to mean that, you know, basically the swamp would be drained. And we believe that the uh, that the country would be restored to its its you know glory. But in 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 the reality of it is the deep state is working in the background, and it's constantly working, and it never has quit. It never goes away, and we see that it is working behind the scenes. Even as President Trump is trying to carry out his agenda, we see that the deep state is at all turns is is there, and they are are doing their best to continue to carry out their agenda, whether it's the social media censorship 
the censorship completely, uh, the Hollywood transgender uh, homosexual perversion agenda continues, the Trump hate continues, the hate for Christians and, and the Christian per soft persecution continues. We see that this is just the beginning. And the miscalculation that we made is to think that it would all just go away under President Trump. But in reality, what has happened to us is that instead it has increased. We saw the division Obama created under his presidency. The racial divide was never greater than under President Obama. But now under President Trump, it seems like the left has said, you know what? We don't care anymore. We, any morals that we had or any standards that we had are going out the window. And now it is it's just full-blown warfare against conservatives, against free speech, against America, American ideals, against the people who voted Donald Trump in, again, Christian conservatives. And this is, you know, their stance. This is where, what they're, they're putting their, their uh, foot down, basically. They're lying in the sand. If Trump gets another Supreme Court pick, which we're going to talk about this in, in here, we might as well do it now. Trump narrows Supreme Court choice to a trio of candidates as the uh, as announcement looms Monday. Here's a quick clip from Fox News on the developing story the about the Supreme the Court picks. Court, meanwhile, disagreements among Democrats and Republicans driving a vicious wedge throughout the country. The very latest signs of the deepening political divide. Joining us right now is former Pennsylvania Congressman Jason Altmeyer, author of Dead Center, How Political Polarization Divided America and What We Can Do About It. Congressman, good to see you this morning. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So the Appreciate it. The president will be announcing his decision on a Supreme Court justice on Monday, a choice that will certainly face scrutiny from the left. He addressed this issue in my exclusive interview with him on Friday. Here's what he said. It's probably going to be vicious because the other side, all they can do is obstruct and resist. You know, the whole thing is resist. But, uh, and maybe someday we'll be able to get along with the other side, I don't know. But right now it's only resist. That's all they want to do is stop things from happening. So they're going to try very hard. But I think it's going to go actually very quickly if I pick the right person. Congressman, the president is calling what it is. It is vicious. We see that playing out every day. What's your take on all of this? Well, the, these are very important issues. We're obviously talking about the Supreme Court. We're talking about tilting the balance of the Supreme Court towards the conservative side for probably a generation. So, of course, the Democrats are going to have concerns about that. Uh, and what about Trump's legacy? This is a huge ordeal, getting two uh, Supreme Court justices in his first year. How do you see this impacting his legacy? All right. We don't well, have to continue uh, to listen to that. I know the volume is kind of low. And, you know, we talk about his legacy. Uh, this will be his second pick. But if he gets uh, another term into 2024, he could get as many as, as four picks in total, which would, you know, you talk about a lasting legacy. Uh, that That's the power that Hillary Clinton wants. See, this is the, the, the left is so unhinged and they're still so angry that they're. Their, you know, their team didn't win, that Hillary Clinton did not get into power and that President Trump is now uh, that that Supreme Court uh, pick the first one. Gorsuch backfired on them after they were stonewalled by their own law um, under the lame duck Obama presidency. And now Trump is going to pick another justice. And the uh, it's been narrowed down the list. President Trump has compiled the interview processes for Supreme Court candidates after speaking with six judges. Uh, according to a source with knowledge of this, and here are the the president vetting team have moved quickly ahead of an expected announcement on Monday, while liberal advocacy groups are gearing up for a major uh, confirmation fight. 
what they're saying here is Trump is charging ahead with an imminent decision to fill the seat. Now, here are the candidates. Judge Brett Kavanaugh, Raymond Kethledge, Amy Coney Barrett, Amal Thapper, and Joan Larson, and also Thomas Hardiman. And Mike Lee has been thrown in there as a uh, person who might uh, be interviewed or considered for the job. But like I said last week, if I had to guess, it would be this Amy Coney Barrett, who I would keep my eye on. I believe that she is the front runner of the Trump selections. But what, and this is what the left has such a problem with, is the fact that he's getting to pick these nominations, that he's going to be filling the Supreme Court, and as they said there, it will affect the face of the Supreme Court for a generation. And and you know what? It's awesome that that's happening, because what we need, as we see the country in parts of the country, like the media and Hollywood and the major power structures of this nation, move so far to the left that they're actually turned into, into socialist, communist, uh, Nazis themselves, that if the Supreme Court can have a conservative uh, majority for the next 30 years, that might be the, the saving grace uh, that might be worth the whole presidency of Donald Trump, regardless of anything else that he got done. The Supreme Court having a conservative leaning might be the most important thing that could have been accomplished under the Trump presidency. So it is so important that we remember that and we thank God every day and ask God to to and pray uh, for these people, for the Supreme Court, for the Trump administration, for America, asking for the sins of this nation to be removed at the same time, for unification and for the people who are blinded, uh, you know, spiritually, I believe. As we've talked about many times, this political division is a spiritual divide, and we need to pray that that their eyes are opened and that we can move forward in unity, if possible, if they can repent, you know, from their evil ways, as if we can repent from our evil ways. And I want to make sure I'm, I mention that because that part of the equation, as Christians, is so important. I want to take the time here uh, before I forget, because I always forget if if I don't do this, uh, you know, during or the middle or the beginning of the show, uh, uh, ways you can support the show. You can support the show by going to paypal.me slash Joe Hagman, H-A-G-M-A-N-N. There's also a link in the blog talk description to that PayPal account. You can drop a donation there uh, if you're so inclined. Or our sponsor, simplycleanfoods.net. They're your go-to store for all your survival and storable food needs. They have all the the great GMO-free, they're Christian and veteran-owned, and they have some of the best storable foods that uh, money can buy. They have 20-year shelf life, and each food is only one ingredient. So if you order the the pineapple, it's only pineapple, no processed, uh, nothing. And and they have uh, packages. The Alt Media Pack is a popular one. Also, the uh, he as Chance came on last week and told us they the Are You Serious Pack with uh, that they put together with Pastor Paul Begley. But if you use promo code Simply Clean, you can get a ten to fifteen percent discount depending on what you buy store wide. And they have a whole bunch. of 
of all, uh, storable, uh, not only storable foods, but uh, other preps like uh, water filtration systems, uh, you know, tools and, and survival gear and equipment that you might need or would need in a time of crisis. So make sure you take advantage of that. And if you can support the show, please do so again through the, the PayPal link or through supporting our sponsor, simplycleanfoods.net. Now, speaking of the economy, speaking of, of what we uh, see happening, it seems like the uh, you know American economy is is doing better than it has done in a long time, and people are uh, seeing you know the stock market as we mentioned earlier has is up uh, what is it five thousand points since the, um, uh, the election of, of President Trump, and but there are, there are concerns, and I was reading an article earlier, and I got to see if I can find it again. Uh, about Angela Merkel, I know there were some stress tests done with Deutsche Bank, and the uh, there's some concerns that there is uh, the potential for some catastrophic economic consequences, um, and it's at a global level. I'll have to find the uh, uh, instead of me just trying to look for it and talk at the same time, I'll, I will have to come back and find it, but. The uh, gas prices, the prices of oil continue to, to rise. And I don't know about you guys, but here we had some price gouging and we saw, you know, it was at th- like 305 and then some gas stations put it at 325, you know, for a day or two or three. And then they dropped it down to 315. Then they dropped it back down to 309. I don't know if that was because of customer complaints or whatnot, but that's about the price of gas where we are now. About 309, 315 is the average uh, uh, price but in california and other places like new york city and whatnot it's going up it's up to five dollars a gallon and it is uh you know that gets expensive especially when you're uh i know it took me in, in just the car i have i have an old 2002 car and uh, i don't know how many gallons it, it has in the, the uh, engine because it says one thing but it usually only takes another so maybe my gauge is broken but um you know i just spent 45 bucks to fill up my tank this week and uh that's that's pretty high uh and, and they say i read an article last week that says america spends i forget what it was six or ten percent of their money on on uh fuel for their vehicles which i don't know if it's that high but that's pretty uh that's a, that's pretty significant and when you when you think that uh, things like th- that and uh, energy and food costs are not considered when when we look at the price of inflation you know, uh, this is one thing I, I hate about the government, just like the unemployment numbers. They, they don't calculate people who have been out of the job market for over a year and have not looked for a job, which is, you know, like 93 million people. Uh, so when you see the 3.9% unemployment numbers, it's a joke. It's more like 20, 25% of people are unemployed. Uh, and it's just like the same way the mani- they manipulate those unemployment numbers is the same way they manipulate the inflation numbers. They do not consider or count the uh, uh, food prices or energy prices, which is crazy because if you're like me, I, I I mean, look, it's just me and my wife here, and I have a few pets that cost me, you know, you got to buy litter, you got to buy food, and I have a turtle also, so, you know, I'm buying uh, different things, you know, each each week, each month for the animals, but, you know, and, you know, the paper towels, staples, and things like that are, are pricey, laundry detergent, but just the food aspect of it, it's so much money every week, we probably spend 150, 200 bucks in uh you know in grocery expenses just be just for uh you know get through week to week and 
that's gone up so much since uh you know when i since i've even lived on my own since i've even got married i mean when i when i was a kid when i worked at arby's this was uh when i was 15 through 17 i maybe yeah 17 or 18 for, for about two and a half three years i worked at arby's and uh i did i was only 16 but i did all kinds of stuff you were only supposed to do if you were a manager because i worked i would literally work there for like 70 80 hours a week uh, especially during the summer, but you could get, uh, you know, I think it was two, two beef and cheddars for two bucks. Uh, and now, you know, you drive past the sign, two beef and cheddars are six bucks. And if it's like that, that's how much food is increased. You know, milk is $4 a gallon eggs are, or if you buy the good eggs, you're talking like five bucks, six bucks a carton. It's crazy. I, I mean, Back in, and in, in even when I was young, I remember how my grandparents would tell me how, you know, at five cents, you could buy a loaf of bread and a, and a pound of bologna. And it's just insane. So when does it stop? And and speaking of the, the prices of food, uh, this was a disturbing story I saw last week about farmers, like this increasing rate of farmers who are killing themselves. So that, that brings me to another question with the prices of food you know, becoming so high uh, and continuing to increase and farmers are killing themselves because they are not able to make enough money to support their family. Who's making all the money from the farmers and in, in the who's making all the money from the food in the grocery stores, from the food that's being sold? That's something that I want to do some digging. Uh, I'm going to talk to John about this, and we're going to try to bring on a guest who can tie this all together because it doesn't make sense to me that the price of food has been, you know, steadily increasing year after year after year, whether if it's just, you know, 10, 15 cents per product, per whatever. It continues to increase, and if the farmers are having such a horrible time and, and, and are continuing to struggle so much, where is the disconnect and who's making all the money from, you know, the, the increase in food? So that's uh, an interesting uh, thought process I had earlier about, you know, why, you know, the, the first of all, the manipulation of the inflation and unemployment numbers and two, the farmers killing themselves. But what about the potential for an economic crisis? Well, we know that under the deep state will do anything they can under President Trump. Uh, to delegitimize his presidency, whether it is, uh, you know, make up lies about him, um, like the dossier uh, and all these other political hit pieces they do, whether it's their their daily uh, uh, manipulation or, or uh, you know, uh, deceptive editing of a video in order to make it look like he said or did something that he did not do. Any way they can to delegitimize and destroy him, they will. We even earlier today talked about the vast conspiracy the biggest conspiracy in political history to undermine candidate Trump to get him to lose the election. And then if he did win the election to put him under investigation as so he would be impeached. Uh, it, it's just absolutely mind boggling. But, uh, you know, the 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 state of this country, they will do anything. So if they can do that, if they can use the DOJ and the FBI and the Obama administration officials and the UN and the surveillance courts and, and the NSA uh, and all these crazy things and set up these these bogus, you know, Russian meetings and uh, entrapments. You don't think, you know, don't put it past them that they won't go after 
the, the or attempt to crash the economy uh, to make President Trump look bad. Anything to drive a wedge between the supporters of him and, and him, the, him, the candidate or a person. Now, I've talked to a lot of people uh, about President Trump recently, and a lot of people don't like him. And it seems that the majority of people don't like him because of uh, his perceived or his narcissism or his ego. And I, I understand that he does got a big ego. He I know is the kind of type of person he is, the New York uh, you know, tough guy type, but, um, you know, personally, I don't have a problem with it. Cause I, I understand, I know people that have the same kind of attitude and it's just, uh, you know, a lot of tough talk, but, um, he, he's, a, he's also a serious guy, but they hate him so much. They will do anything they could. I, I would, would you put it past George Soros to invest all of his money, like all of his money, if he could bring down the economy to make people hate Trump. So he doesn't win the next election. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. And we see this 2018 midterm election coming up is very important for the left. And they have a lot of potential or not potential. (laughs) That's the wrong word. They have a lot of hope that they are going to get some kind of majority in the House and or the Senate in order to get back some power. See, that's what's really bothering them is that they see their grip on power completely circling the drain they see that with this the supreme court picks with the trump presidency and and the popularity behind his american pro-american ideas they see in this midterm election that went from the blue wave to the blue drip now you know they're they're uh, going to be lucky if they even gain a seat uh, of according to polls they see their grasp on power their ability to fight at least the way they always have uh, through the deep state systems that are set up via government uh, to, to, you know, further steal our freedoms from us. They're not going to be able to do that anymore. So they have to create chaos and replace the, the, uh, uh, the rule of law with chaos because they no longer are the rule of law, which was whatever their ideology was. The, the rule of law for them is not the Constitution. The rule of law for them is not, you know, peace, equality, life, liberty, and happiness and the pursuit of happiness. Their rule of law is the Communist Manifesto, Satan's Agenda, Rules for Radicals, dedicated to Lucifer, the first radical, Saul Alinsky wrote it, who is Hillary Clinton's mentor. That this is not that that's their rule of law. And so as they see their grip, their power grip being lost to actual people who want the rule of law, they can only turn to chaos. That's why you see people uh, assaulting, you know, adults assaulting kids in the street because they're wearing pro Trump hats. That that's the spiritual bankruptcy that we see. That's how I know this is a spiritual battle. And this is not the first time we've seen adults assaulting children because of the, uh, you know, their pro Trump attire. There was a video of, of a woman, uh, a, a guy, a dad was taking his two daughters out for ice cream, and a woman. Uh, came up and saw they were wearing Trump t-shirts and started screaming at them and yelling at them uh, because of the t-shirts they were wearing. We've seen countless number of students kicked out of schools uh, or, or told to go home and change because their their pro-Trump t-shirt offended the, the teacher. Uh, th- this is a spiritual blindness and spiritual uh, darkness that has enveloped these people and the battle in is spiritual in nature and not that i'm saying everybody who's against trump is evil spiritually but there is in both sides of the uh, political aisle there is uh, spiritual powers of darkness that have 
overtaken and blinded and motivated these people to do the things that they do. Uh, I believe Donald Trump's doing things for the right reason, and I believe the majority of his supporters want to see this country uh, restored, at least biblically, morally, ethically, and the other people who are against that, those are the ones who are blinded by this by the spirit of darkness and deception. And again, that's why we have to pray for those people who have that spiritual blindness, who still have the possibility to be saved. Uh, we pray that they still can be saved uh, because what we see is just absolute lunacy. And it's not going to be long before somebody on the left gets back in power eventually. And, you know, boy, watch out when they do, because that's when the uh, uh, the progressive utopia uh, uh, begins with the extermination of Christianity. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, that's always been historically how it is, and that's how it will be in the future. And that's what the Bible tells us. This new world order system that is coming is of one world religion, one world economic, and one world political system. And those will be anti-Christian uh, at their core. And, and it's very clear in the Bible how that how that plays out. So you have to make sure you know your scripture, too. And, uh, you know, again, on this, the, the day after July 4th, this uh, crazy rhetoric that we see from both sides of the aisle, a lot of it is just a distraction. You notice the news media never says, hey, uh, here's the true problem. Here is the, the true issue, and here's the true solution, which would be you know Jesus Christ, which would be uh, a spiritual in nature. They only tell you the problem, and they only inflame the uh, uh, uh areas where these problems will be avoided see when you're if you're so worried about uh is president trump a racist and uh is he breaking the law with trump russia if you're only worried about the robert mueller investigation and the corruption you're not focusing on your spiritual journey your spiritual walk and it begins there and we got to make sure that each and every day that we uh you know start our day start our journey uh with that spiritual walk in mind and with you know, prayer or reading the Bible or however that looks. You have to make sure that you make that part of your day. Well, we're at the end of the show here. And again, um, check out Hagman Report. I haven't posted a lot of stuff there uh, recently, but I'm going to make sure we do that more. There's a video up there that people had asked me to post that I said I would post a few weeks ago. It's from Prager University. It's the uh, uh, in- Inconvenient History of the Democratic Party. And this video points out the true history of the Democratic Party and the racist roots, how they started the KKK, how they were against the civil rights movement, how they were always voted uh, to keep slavery uh, as a law of the land, and how the Republican Party was started as an anti-slavery party, and how history has been so distorted, you would think the opposite is true. That how, how come all the, it seems like so many minorities uh, are Democrats, when Democrats are the biggest proponents of racism, and Planned Parenthood, whose founder was the biggest racist who wanted to exterminate all black people. You, I mean, you can look that up. Mar- Margaret Sanger, she uh, uh, even stated that her goal for you know Planned Parenthood was the, the abortion of the African-American uh, uh, people. And yet so many African-Americans and other minorities support Democrats, support Planned Parenthood. And there can only be one answer for that. And that, again, is the spiritual darkness that has blinded Uh, So many of not only Americans, but of the world. It's this globalist collective hive mindset. It's and it's a mindset of evil. And as long as we continue to to do nothing or continue to uh, uh, be indifferent, 
it's going to uh, continue to increase this evil because the, the, that's where the real problem is. It's not in the, as God says, it's, it's not the people who choose good. It's not the people who choose evil. It's the people who are indifferent to it all that make him, that makes him so angry. He says he'd rather you be hot or cold, good or evil, than to be nothing to be lukewarm and in the scripture it says because you're luke you're lukewarm i will spew you out of your mouth out of my mouth so very interesting uh verse there if you want to watch a funny video as we are taking the show out uh mark dice had a good video today and it's titled air conditioning is sexist says feminist and it talks about how uh, uh how in office buildings you know air, it's sexist when you have the air on higher because men apparently like it cooler than women and because they're always cold somehow that is some conspiracy against the women and it's sexist in nature so check out that video by mark dice if you want a laugh and a break from your regular uh, uh news day well it was great to be back we got a great hagman report coming up tonight so we we will see you back at 7 p.m have a great day the hagman daily show is brought to you by the hagman report Tune in to the Hagman Report weekdays, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information, go to HagmanReport.com. That's HagmanReport.com.